As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say the Lord needs them, that he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter Zion, See your king come to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks for them to Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest heaven! When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Okay, good morning everyone. Great to see you all. So today is Palm Sunday, as you all know. And from our reading, as you know, it's the day when we remember Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. The culmination of his whole mission to announce and bring the kingdom of God into reality. But before we jump in, I just want to kind of recap um, and remind ourselves of the story so far. I don't know if you can see that that well, but it's a kind of a, a, a map of the, the Holy Land. Um, so, just to remind ourselves, so Jesus has been on a road trip since Matthew chapter 16. And so at the top there we've got, you probably can't read it, but right at the top we've got Caesarea Philippi. Okay? And it's at Caesarea Philippi in chapter 16 um, that Jesus told his disciples that he was Israel's king. And that as Israel's king, he was going to become king by dying and being brutally executed. And as you might imagine, this was quite a surprise to the disciples. And they really didn't understand um, and weren't that pleased to hear this. They didn't really get what Jesus was talking about. But we're told from this point, Jesus set his face to go to Jerusalem. And so since then, in the intervening chapters, he's been slowly moving south to uh, Capernaum and then all the way down to Jericho and then on to Jerusalem. And he's been having these conversations on this road trip and most of the time people aren't understanding who he is um, and what it means to follow him. And so his road trip ends um, as he approaches this little village or a suburb really called um, Bethphage on the Mount of Olives overlooking Jerusalem. So this is a pretty modern day picture um, from the Mount of Olives overlooking Jerusalem. So this would have been his view, well similar to his view um, on that day from the Mount of Olives overlooking Jerusalem. There's actually quite a steep um, downhill to the Kidron Valley and then up again into Jerusalem. If you can, I don't know if you can see, it hasn't come out amazing, that, that building with the gold dome, that's actually um, the Dome of the Rock, which is an Islamic holy site now. But in Jesus' day, that's where the temple would have been. 
and actually probably would have been a bit bigger than that structure there. So this would have been Jesus' view um, on this Palm Sunday. And Jesus knows exactly what he's here to do. At this point, Palm Sunday marks a real sort of gear change for Jesus. Up until now, quite often he's been telling, if you recall, he's been telling people to keep quiet, to not say anything, um, warning them really not to tell people who he is. But on this day, everything changes. Everything Jesus does from this day forward into Holy Week is public, it's intentional, it's full of symbolism, and Jesus knows exactly what he's doing. And so as I was preparing for this morning, I was just kind of asking God what he wanted to say, and I just felt God say, remind them who I am. And so this morning, I just want to pull out a few points from our passage, just to remind us all, really, that Jesus is king. So, firstly, first point I want to say is that Jesus is king because of the prophecy he fulfills. In verse 4 of our passage this morning, Matthew tells us directly that this Jesus riding on a donkey took place to fulfill what was written in the prophet. Now, Matthew's quoting from two prophets here, from Isaiah 62 and Zechariah chapter 9. Both refer to the coming of the Saviour, the coming of the promised King. Matthew's wanting to tell us that Jesus is that King. And this is, conservatively, one of over 300 prophecies that Jesus fulfilled. It's also worth saying, and I love this, that the character of the person coming is mentioned in verse 5. See your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey. Now that, that word gentle, or translated gentle in verse 5, only appears three other times in the New Testament. Once in the Beatitudes, once in First Peter, and the other time in Matthew chapter 11, verse 29, when Jesus uses it to describe himself. The only time that Jesus describes himself in the Gospels, that he is gentle and humble in heart. The prophecy was fulfilled even to the detail of the character of the king. So number one, Jesus is king because of the prophecy he fulfills. Number two, Jesus is king because of the peace he brings. It's not an accident that Jesus rides in on a donkey. Jesus isn't the first king of Israel to ride down that very hill into Jerusalem. Would anyone want to hazard a guess as to who might have done that before? Yes, sir, at the back. King David, you're absolutely right. King David, after his son rebelled against him in 2 Samuel 16, he's reinstated as Israel's king. He made the exact same ride on a donkey. And when David's son, the son of David, Solomon, went to his coronation as king, what did he do? He rode on a donkey. Absolutely right. You see, in biblical times, the donkey was a sign of peace. 
Those who chose to ride them showed that they had peaceful intentions. Jesus is a Messiah whose triumphal route leads to suffering and death, not a show of force. Jesus, even in that moment, was reminding us that he is the Prince of Peace and that his kingdom is a peaceful one. Jesus is king because of the peace he brings. And thirdly, Jesus is king because of the praise he's due. Now, Palm Sunday, as we've read already, it's a day of celebration and joy. You know, Jesus rode in in a very large crowd, it says in verse 8, gathered to give him a rousing welcome. You know, this is an impressive event. It's not the recognition of a few people. We're talking thousands. You know, historians tell us that Jerusalem at the time had roughly had a population of about 50,000. But this is the week approaching Passover, the busiest time of the year. And so it's estimated that there are about 150,000 pilgrims coming to Jerusalem that week. And they would be camping on the hillsides with their families. And some of the, all of these, well, some or most of these crowds are approaching Jerusalem and would be amongst that. So we're talking a significant crowd. I was trying to think of maybe what's a modern day equivalent. Um, and I was thinking maybe um, a royal wedding when people line the streets or, you can't really see it that well, an open top bus parade when football teams win a trophy. They line the streets, don't they? And the, and the bus goes from starting point to end point and there are thousands of people lining the streets waving flags and what have you. So maybe a modern day equivalent but in Jesus' time we're talking thousands potentially and they're shouting Hosanna to the son of David in verse 9 hailing him as king. As we said already Hosanna means save us, save us now and although the crowd in their mind were wanting an earthly king to save them from the Romans, God had in mind a different way to bring true salvation to all who trust in him. You know, it says in verse 8 that people spread their cloaks on the road, they cut branches, put them on the road. You know, you've got to imagine this is it's a dirty, muddy road. People walk on, cattle walking through. And for lots of people, that would have been their only, their only cloak potentially, and they're throwing it onto the floor in front of Jesus, like an impromptu red carpet to greet a royal dignitary. And the palm branches representing goodness and victory. And all the, although they were anticipating or hoping for a victory over their oppressors, we can see now it's symbolic of Jesus' final victory over death. In the words of the Apostle Paul, 1 Corinthians 15, where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? So Jesus is king because of the praise he's due. But what does that mean for us? That's all well and good, Matt. But what does that mean for us today? What does that mean come Monday morning? Well, let me suggest two things. The peace Jesus brings is open to us all now. We may not see 
or have much peace in our world today. Just need to turn on the TV to see that. Or even in our own lives, whether it be concerns at work, difficulties in our family, maybe pressures at school, or people we know on our friends and neighbours. But we must remember that Jesus is our source of peace. Jesus is peace personified. Perfect peace is promised when we keep our gaze on him. When we cling to Jesus, we don't have to know what God is up to, but we can trust in who Jesus is. As he said to his disciples in John 14, so he says to us today, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Isaiah 26 verse 3 says, you keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. Paul as well says in Philippians, don't be anxious about anything, but present your request to God and the peace of God will guard your hearts. I found this especially true recently. Um, Some of you will know I um, started a new job back in December. Um, And just this past week, my role has changed again. And I feel so out of my depth, um, more often than not. I'm a support worker at a homeless charity in Bradford. And pretty much every day when I get to work, before I get out of my car, I sit there and I'm asking God for help. I'm asking God for his peace. Because my insides are racing and I'm thinking, I can't do this, God. I just want to run away. But I try to be still a moment. Pray for peace. Open the door, get out of the car and go to work. And that's not to say that I always have this lovely, serene feeling as I walk in um, to work. It's not all about my feelings, per se. But I'm just taking that step of faith that God is with me, that God has got it. I'm trusting that he's got me. And at the end of the day, I can look back and say that God has got me through. You keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. The peace that Jesus brings is open to all now. And secondly, Jesus is so worthy of our praise. Palm Sunday reminds us that the reign of Christ is far greater than the mind of any man could conceive. You know, the people were looking to fight someone to fight their battles in the present. But God had the ultimate plan of sending his son to fight the final battle over death. This is the greatness that we celebrate this week. Because of Christ's ultimate sacrifice, we can be set free from sin and death. As John says in his gospel, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, 
but have eternal life. For God did not send his son to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. We have so much to be grateful for. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ. In this holy week, as we lead up to Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday, may God direct our thoughts and attention towards what matters most. Jesus Christ, our King. Let's choose to focus on him, thanking him for his gift of sacrifice, celebrating the power of the resurrection and the new life found in him alone. As Paul says, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift.